because we're always these nuanced, beautiful creatures. And yes, we all have scars and they all look different. And I personally believe and will always believe that it's what we do with the scars. It's how we show up either in spite of the goddamn scars um, and come back home to ourselves or finding the love for our bodies, our spirits, and everything that um, needs to heal from those experiences, right? That, that is the motherfucking magic. Welcome to the Live Your Fuck Yes Life podcast, your place for all things real talk and conscious conversations about shit that really fucking matters. I'm Amanda Catherine Loy, your go-to bisexual polyamorous confidence coach who tells it as it is and owns her mess. If you're here to live your fuck yes life, welcome home, my love. Are you ready? Here we go. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to episode 146 of the Live Your Fuck Yes Life podcast. What is up, fuckers? (laughs) Hi. Hi, loves. I hope you are having an okay week. And, um, you know, I'm recording this. Normally, I record my intros um, and, frankly, even my, like, solo episodes. Usually, in real time, I like to... As you, if you've listened to the podcast for a long time, you know that like I just share what's coming through and what feels right. And I have, um, I do very things in the flow, but with the way that my life is moving right now and the amount of travel that I have coming up, um, you're actually listening to this while I am either still on a plane or have just gotten off a plane, um, to London, um, to finally, uh, reunite with my best friend, um, in, of, since we haven't seen each other in like four years because of pandemic times and stuff before that. And then also, um, visit some, some family, um, that, uh, are basically like my pseudo grandparents and, um, they are, they're getting old. Um, and, um, and it, it really needed to happen this trip. So I'm so glad that, um, the, the universe conspired, um, so that I could uh, make my way here, but because of that and because of what's coming up in the next, um, frankly, few months for me, um, just in terms of logistical stuff, um, I've, I've had to record these sooner and, um, and, and, um, it's been such a shift. Um, so, uh, normally I would say I would check in with you about the world, about your heart, um, and all of that stuff. But since I don't know what's happening in the world right now, cause I'm coming to you from the past, um, I will check in with you about your heart and, um, and just say that I, I hope you're hanging in. Um, if you've been following along on my own personal, um, journey, um, that I've been sharing sort of small snippets around, um, you know, with what feels aligned from a, from a privacy, um, and a sharing standpoint and education standpoint, you know, that I've been navigating for quite some time, um, the last six months, but, um, in different ways in the last six months, for sure. Um, some pretty big waves of grief, um, and loss and, um, and also relief and joy and gratitude and so much that I've been processing within my own personal life. Um, you know, uh, not thinking about, um, or, or taking into account, um, 
of course, all of the things that are happening in the world, um, which are, of course, impacting me as well as I know they're impacting you. And it seems like um, there's just a lot going around. It feels... um, it feels like a heavy time for many of us and maybe you're listening to this and that's not relating and resonating with you. And if that's the case, um, that's beautiful. And I'm so glad that you're having that experience. But, um, I know many of you have expressed feeling similarly, um, both in my DMS on TikTok comments. And if you're, you know, in my close inner circle, certainly as well. Um, there's just a lot transition happening in the world. And I don't know if that's a, a cosmic thing or what (laughs) I'm sure a bunch of you would be able to let me know, let me know, um, in my DMS, because I don't know enough about astrology. That's why we have Jordan on the podcast to talk all things astrology every single year and do a wrap up because, um, um, she's my go-to and um, and also all of you um, who are super all of my queerdos who are just as uh, you know massively a fan of all that shit let me know is there shit happening in the world um, but it also just felt I was thinking about what I wanted to come on here and actually <laughs> it kind of just um, it just made sense um, based on what I've been navigating within my own experience um, you know I, I don't know um, if any of you write or journal. I know many of you that are my, my past clients do. Um, and, um, I've been journaling like on and off, like pretty consistently though, since I was in college, Oh, you know, at least a decade ago, more than a decade ago. And, um, I often find myself going back to my old, old words. You know, I think there's this there's this thing that we forget <laughs> as we continue to be a human and grow and just exist in the world. And it's that we have the wisdom in ourselves, right? That our own knowing and what we feel and who we are, it's always there, right? It's, it's at the core of who we are. And, you know, if we go back to um, the most recent episode um, that, that we rocked um, two weeks ago, um, all right, two, wait, two episodes back from today. I think it's episode 144, but right now my brain is, is going mush. Um, I'm pretty sure it is. Yeah. Um, we talk about this, you know, how like we just have to find all of the, the things that we've learned in society and the unbecoming, right. Um, in order to actually find ourselves and it's less about this growth mentality um at the end of the day really yes we can always learn we can always expand all of that stuff but so much of our inner wisdom has just been like fucking shirked and um and pushed down and suffocated by the systems um that we've grown up with with and in as a world and especially in um north america um and certainly in the u.s if that's where you live which i've lived here for the last decade, um, more than that decade, 13 years, holy fuck balls. Um, so if you didn't listen to that episode, um, you know, that's a great one that will also go in tandem with this one. But as we were wrapping up, you know, mental health awareness month and just within my own journey, I found myself as I, as I do, you know, for almost every six months or so, it seems like going back to my words. And usually I go back to my journal. Usually I go back my journals and I just noticed the patterns. I noticed the things that I said 10 years ago that still so deeply are true. And the things that, you know, were, were set out of fear or set out of not my knowing and all of those things and noticing and giving love and space to that version of me, which is also so fascinating, right? To notice the ways in which 
you once expressed yourself that no longer align. And for whatever reason, um, I felt called to go back to my own book, the, the one that's in, in the world at the moment. And there are, there are other ones that are not quite in the world yet or ha, ha, half-baked. Um, but the one that is in the world, um, if you're new around these parts, is called I Chopped Off My Tits. And um, it's a book that I wrote uh, the year after my preventative double mastectomy. Um, and, you know, I had my surgery at the end of 2018. I wrote this book in 2019. And I was coming off the heels of, at the time, um, a lot of the things that I actually talked about, again, in episode 144, where I was just, you know, reevaluating myself as a coach, as a person, um, and really starting the unpacking journey um, of all of these systems, of the patriarchy, of... um, capitalism of comp het of comp you know uh comp monogamy um all these things i've talked about and within my own journey it was just really wild to it's now be sitting here and rereading my words and noticing (laughs) how differently i would write this book now because it's you know uh, it's a memoir tell all very much um heart-led you know, story about my experience. And it's also, um, you know, very much like a la self-development world books that I have had been reading and have been reading since like 2015, 2016. And so it takes, you know, the approach and a lot of the coaching tools that at the time I was using, which still some of them I, I very much implement, although I've really adjusted my coaching practices, you know, and it'll even say on the back, you know, that I am a mindset and wellness coach, which is absolutely not um, the space that I, I hold now um, in 2022, right? And I, again, this was like early 2019 that I was writing this. And um, it just goes to show how much you evolve and also, also how at the heart of everything, you know, the knowing has always been there and, um, Ooh, I can get, I'm going to get emotional. I knew I would, but you know, I, <laughs> reading this book again for myself, my own words, which is the first time I've ever done it has been really healing for me. Um, and there's a section, uh, so the book split up into three sections if you haven't read it. Um, I know a lot of you have, but the last section, as you probably know, is all about trauma on the other side of trauma and navigating the worry, navigating, you know, the experience of processing trauma instead of like the anxiety of getting ready for trauma or, you know, mentally preparing for something, which I know so many of us can relate to within the world dynamic right now. And frankly, we probably all can relate to this on a lot of levels. And within my own life right now, I am on the other side, my personal life, I'm on the other side of a lot of pain. Um, and a, a lot of trauma. And I haven't talked about this publicly yet. I don't know, but I will. Um, (laughs) But I do know that um, rereading this book has been so huge for me in my own experience. And I want to read you a section from this book to round out um, 
<laughs> Mental Health Awareness Month, um, because I have a feeling that you probably need to hear these words as much as I do um, if you're navigating anything like I am and also given the world. And this chapter is called My Scars Mean I'm Broken. Um, so let's just dive in. I hope this hits your heart as much as it has mine. <laughs> okay. Scars are an interesting thing. We all have them in some small way. An old cut that was deep enough to leave a mark, a birthmark or mole removal, the remnants of the C-section you had to bring your little into the world, or maybe, just maybe, a leftover reminder of a traumatic event. Scars always tell a story. Physically, they can often be intense reminders of pain. They certainly have been for me. Like that time I was playing ballerina with my brother in the middle of our living room and he got so dizzy from spinning that he spun headfirst right into the corner of our piano bench and needed three stitches in his forehead. Every time I see that scar on his face, I'm reminded of the fear in my brother's eyes and the guilt I had that as his older sister, my idea of fun put him in harm's way. Or the scar on my back that looks like a fossil. You know when you're in those get-to-know-you circles and someone always asks to know a fun fact about yourself? That's always my go-to. But the truth is, it's not so fun. I often resort to humor when I'm uncomfortable. I'm guessing you figured that out by chapter two. You smart, brilliant AF human you. <laughs> that was in, like, italics because, as, as you know, if you've read my book, um, we do that. <laughs> Anyways, back to it. The scar on my back has been a source of pain for me ever since I got it. I was born with a birthmark on my back, smack dab in the spot where you'd see a tramp stamp. Damn birthmarks. Getting in the way of my tattoo dreams. I don't remember the details around how or why we discovered this, but when I was eight years old, I had to have it removed because the doctors told my mom that it was precancerous. It was supposed to be a super simple procedure. The doctors were to numb my back and essentially scrape it off. Well, that's what they were supposed to do. But instead of cautiously scraping it off as intended, they actually dug it out. This was my first major medical procedure growing up, and as a kid who absolutely hated anything to do with doctors or needles, it was super traumatic for me. I can still remember the face of the doctor who did it, the smell of the room, the feeling of the needle going into my back to numb the area, my mom's hand squeezing tight around me so hard it felt like my hand might explode. It was done 20 minutes and eight stitches later. As a kid, the thought of how having a scar might impact me hadn't even begun to cross my mind. And at first, as soon as it healed, outside of the fact that I thought it looked like the fossil I had found on my excavation trip to the Badlands in Alberta, Canada the year beforehand, I didn't pay it much mind. But a year later, when I started going through the beginning stages of preteen hell and self-loathing, all of that started to change. Scars are tricky. While they literally represent a reminder of a physically traumatic experience to our bodies emotionally, they often represent a shit ton more than that. My fossil scar was the first time I experienced the emotional side of things when it came to any sort of physical trauma. Growing up, to me... My scar was a constant reminder that my body wasn't perfect, that I could never look like the other girls in my class, in the movies, or in magazines because I would always have this scar. I would look at it in the mirror and be disgusted, 
And that feeling around it went on well into my 20s, especially at the height of my struggle with body image, orthorexia, and my binge eating disorder. The only thing that helped was that it was on my back. So unless I turned around while looking in the mirror, I couldn't see it. With all of the work I've done on loving myself from the inside out, I don't much think about my fossil scar anymore. Truth be told, I've come to love it as something that makes me uniquely special and badass. I mean, who else can say they have a scar on their body that looks like a fossil? (laughs) If you know someone, send them my way. We'll start a club. But the idea of being able to accept my new breasts and the scars that would inevitably come with them was a daunting task for my brain to compute. And let's just say that as soon as the meds wore off and I took off the sexy as hell compression bras that had been keeping the swelling down and saw my tits for the first time, the worry train began to take its toll. There was obviously a part of me that was worried about the physical aspect of things as I deep dove into all my fears around that in the Frank and Tits chapter. As you discovered, for me, it was ultimately less about the actual physical changes on my body and more about how terrified I was about how they would impact the way I felt about myself. And I had good reason to feel this way. Basically, every person who I'd spoken to who had had a double mastectomy also really struggled with learning to love their scars and their post-surgery body. So to me, it felt like an inevitable experience. Coming out of surgery and heading back into, quote, normal life, quote, I remember feeling about my scars on my breasts the same way I felt about my fossil scar growing up. I immediately went back into the same mindset 10-year-old Amanda felt. How can I make this go away so I can feel beautiful again? I had gotten a few recommendations for scar cream reducers and had bought them all. I was ready to go and determined to make the marks left by my incisions at the very least fade, but in the end, I only used it for a month post-op before I stopped altogether. For longer than I would like to admit, I was so worried about my scars being a reminder that I was broken, that I forgot all of the tools that I preach and teach. It amazes me how much the way we look can so deeply dictate the way we feel about ourselves. Sometimes, and by sometimes, I mean more often than not, the teacher needs the lesson just as much as their students, and holy shit, was this the case for me around this entire experience. I was so laser-focused on the scars themselves instead of what the root of the worry was, that seeing my scars every day would be this awful reminder to myself and to others around me that I am broken. And this is where the real healing begins and the deep work truly lies in how to go from feeling broken to feeling whole. This might sound and feel like an impossible task for you. I get it. It did for me too. But trust me on this one, okay? The bread and the butter of this is where we place our worthiness in the external or the internal. Because we are all hardwired, largely thanks to societal norms, to attach our worthiness to external factors. What do I mean by this? Examples of external things could include the number on the scale, whether or not you're married, the amount of money you make, the job you have, the size of the clothing you wear, and you guessed it, how your body looks and feels. I've heard this phenomenon described as shiny penny syndrome by many in the self-development world, and while I like the imagery attached to it, I'll do you one better. 
Every time I think about this concept, all I can do is picture the scene in Finding Nemo where the seagulls are going crazy, screaming, mine, mine, when they see Nemo on the ground. (laughs) Can you picture it? For our sake, let's call it the seagull syndrome. It's way more memorable and way more hilarious, which is how we do things around these parts. The seagull syndrome is what putting our worth in external factors feels like to me. We want something so badly, and we think that once we get it, we'll feel full, satiated, content, when in reality, it's not that cut and dry. Those seagulls, sure, they might feel content for a moment once they actually get what they desire, but a minute later, they're hungry again and looking for the next fish to swoop down, and the cycle begins anew. Think of a moment in your life when you have gone after something that you actually achieved that fits into the seagull syndrome category. Maybe it was those jeans that had been sitting in the back of your closet for years that you desperately wanted to fit into so you could, quote, get your body back, unquote. Or the dream partner you manifested who you believed would complete you. Or the 10K month in your business that you so desperately wanted to you could feel like a legitimate entrepreneur. Let me guess. You got it and celebrated for a moment, maybe even a few months, and then before long, the unworthy feelings set in again. I've seen this firsthand with all the folks I work with, and from my own personal experience that this happens not because achieving those things make us inherently less worthy, beautiful, pick your poison, but because we spend so much time going after the seagull syndrome experience and external validation and so little time doing the inner work to genuinely love ourselves. That's why the internal work is so fucking important, because until you truly can be content with who you are on the inside, the external shit isn't going to matter. Hell, it could even be a serious detriment to the way you view yourself. Like my scars, for example. When you find yourself looking for your worthiness from the outside in, hell, you're probably doing it right now in some aspect of your life because we all fucking do it. Remind yourself that nothing, I repeat, nothing outside of yourself will ever be able to provide you with the feelings of worthiness and wholeness you're craving. Because the potential for those feelings, they already exist inside of you. So that's a part of that chapter. And um, I want, I, as I was reading that chapter for myself, you know, <laughs> it made me think about our scars, just generally speaking, um, the scars that we hold both physically that we can see and also the ones that you can't, right? And I imagine that as you listen to this, something came up for you, a scar that you're having, maybe multiple scars, probably a whole slew of scars that you're thinking about. They could be physical scars, They could be mental scars, emotional traumas, right? All of those things. We hold on to them. Our body holds on to them. And it can feel really lonely to go through that experience, right? And um, all of the, like I said in the chapter, like all of those external things, it just hit me in such a beautiful way because that's how I've been moving through my life. You know, the last few years has been really just like this inside out approach. Right. Um, and (laughs) it's why so much of my world on the external looks different now. Um, 
and is going to continue to look different, right? I mean, this I I published this book before I was publicly out as queer. Um, I, well, I was out as bi in this book. I, I talk about that, but there's no mention of non-monogamy in this space. There's no mention of any of the things that I've really unpacked, unlearned, and... <laughs> the deepening of my own coming home process that you've witnessed on the podcast since this book was released. Um, and in my posts and in my TikToks and all of the things, right? And yet the through line, right? Those words, I still so deeply resonate with. I so deeply understand the feeling of my scars, you know, being scared to show my scars. Like, am I going to be judged? Am I going to be loved because of these scars, right? Is it safe to be here, right? Um, in relationship to you? Um, am I, you know, my, am, I me am I mentally, emotionally, physically safe, you know, in this space? Um, given all of my, you know, trauma history. And this is something that I know so many of us think about all the time. I've been having so many conversations with my friends, right? And with my therapist and with a lot of my therapist friends about this, 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 <laughs> during this time about this concept and this feeling of I'm not safe to be who I am, right? I'm not safe to be a, a uterus owner or I'm not safe to uh, walk around as a non-monogamous person in the wild in my community with, you know, holding the hands of my two partners because I could get ostracized or shunned, right? All of these things that so many of you have expressed to me that I'm talking about within my inner, with my inner circle that I'm also experiencing in my own ways. And I don't know, this just, this chapter really, really hit home for me. And I, I hope that hearing it through the lens of the of the world today supported you too and gave you a, a, a starting point and a blueprint um, to deepen your own um, detachment from the external, um, it, even in just one small way, um, and or that <laughs> um, it helped you feel less alone within your own scars because they make you you. They tell the story of your life, of the things that have existed and come together that have put you to where you are today, right? And some of those things are going to be really, really hard to navigate and experience and think about. And they are the things that have caused you to be the magical, incredible, fucking nuanced human that is on the other side of these headphones, car speakers, uh, phone speaker, whatever you're listening to this from, right? Because we're always these nuanced, beautiful creatures. And yes, we all have scars and they all look different. And I personally believe and will always believe that 
it's what we do with the scars. It's how we show up either in spite of the goddamn scars um, and come back home to ourselves or finding the love for our bodies, our spirits, and everything that um, needs to heal from those experiences, right? That, that is the motherfucking magic. And that has been my own personal experience around how to begin to feel this, you know, feeling of wholeness internally um, amidst, you know, uh, the, the external shit. Um, and, um, and how so many folks that I know and respect and uh, learn from, um, have talked about that as well. And, um, and I really hope, um, I really hope that you're, um, able to find a small piece of that within your week, within the next two weeks as we round out this, um, this month, (laughs) um, and that you're able to find a small way to take care of yourself because you deserve to feel that love and to give it to yourself as best as you can um, within your own circumstances um, and to nurse the wounds and nurse uh, those feelings of brokenness and those scars, whether they're physical, mental, emotional, or beyond. And there you have it. That's this week's episode um, for all of the, you know, shit I talked about in today's episode. And if you um, want to know how to connect in a deeper way, um, support the podcast. Um, as always, um, there's always the Patreon option or just leaving a review um, link um, and all of that good stuff. It really does help keep this going. Um, I'm not sure. I know I've mentioned this a few times, but I'm not sure where I'm going with the podcast. I'm not sure how much longer it's going to be around, um, given my own personal experiences and life that's happening right now. And also just, um, yeah, I, I love being here and supporting you all through this. And I know so many of you really, um, appreciate this medium and this model. And also, um, I don't know how much, um, how much more in it, in me, I have, um, as much as I love it. So, um, if, if the podcast means a lot to you and you're listening to this episode and you do really want to see more of it, um, I would really love to know that, like genuinely know that. Um, so shoot me a DM on Instagram. (laughs) Toby also wants to know he just shook in the background. I don't know if you could hear that or not. Um, yeah. Um, because, I, you know, I'm ultimately, this has always been and always will be for you. And, um, I need to be able to show up for it just as much, but, um, I want to know if this continues to, and, um, and has been serving your heart in a deep way. Um, please, please, please let me know in in the DMS and, um, and beyond that, like I said, leave a review. And if you want to keep this podcast going and make it actually, um, something I can continue to do, like genuinely, um, continue to do, um, you know, the Patreon is open, um, and you also get access to my close friends list on Instagram, um, where all the tea happens around all things non-monogamy, um, all things, you know, my life, um, all things dating, um, you know, just 
all of the the insider behind the scenes kind of vibes um you can get added to the close friends list at the five dollar up um yeah options on patreon so all of that's in the show notes um and to connect with me in any deeper way that's also in the show notes um but really just want to say i hope you're hanging in and i appreciate you all and um i look forward to um yeah seeing your hearts on on instagram and tiktok and beyond and um and if you want to follow along my London adventures, um, come on over to Instagram because that's where I'll be sharing stuff there. Um, and yeah, I hope you all have a good, beautiful next few weeks. And until next time, I'll see you on the flip side. Bye-bye. Bye bye.